Amen? So it's your responsibility, my responsibility to discover that purpose. We talked about God's purpose and providence. We talked about how God's purpose precedes plans. In other words, we should discover his plans, not our plans for our life. We said that, you know, there should be passion. There should be purpose and passion. Amen? And then after that, you have to pursue it. You have to go after what God has called you to do. Amen? Today, we're going to look at purpose and people. Say purpose and people. God, the Father, had a divine purpose in sending His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for us. Amen? And we find this, and I'm going to go through this. I'm going to give you just a few of these things that, that uh, reveal God's purpose and plan in sending Jesus. But in John 3.16, it says, For God so what? We were just singing about it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God the Father, and this is what I want you to see, just if you get anything today, get this. God the Father loves people. What kind of people? Good people, righteous people. No, God loves sinners. He loves all kinds of people, all different races. Jesus Christ didn't die on a cross just for Americans. Let's, have, let's expand our worldview. God the Father sent His Son to die on a cross for everyone. God the Father loves people. Luke 15, verse 7, you don't need to turn there. It says, I say to you that likewise there will be no more, or there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Remember the story about the lost sheep? Amen? Going after that one lost sheep. Romans 5, verse 8 said, But God demonstrates his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet, what? Sinners, Christ died for us. Now, sinner is basically an archer's term. When you, if you shoot a bow, bow and arrow, and, and uh, if you've ever shot a bow and arrow, and I've shot a bow and arrow, and missed the target. Amen. I'm getting ready to go turkey hunting, and I better practice. Amen. If you think you just go out and shoot a bow and arrow and not practice and hit the target, well, that's what it basically means. It's, it's just missing the mark. That's simply what... That sinner means missing the mark or it means a traveler that got off the main road basically and got lost, lost his way. All right. So God, the father loves people. Number two, God, the father does not condemn. God, the father does not condemn. In verse 17, it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. So you and I, as Christian, as believers, we do not need to go around telling people about their sin. Well, you know, good sinner. Amen? I was talking with somebody the other day, and they were telling me about this person, their neighbor, who their, their definition was he's a puke. <laughs> that's that's pretty, pretty harsh, okay? And, and, but God loves those people. 
And sometimes as Christians, we forget that God does love the sinner. And we can't afford to condemn and we should not judge. The, the message Bible says God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing fi- finger telling the world how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. So you and I don't need to go around telling people, you know, you know, some denominations, it's, it's real important how years and years ago I can remember how the length of the skirt or the length of the hair, you know, or you shouldn't have a tattoo. Amen? You know, I guess my son's going to hell because he's got a tattoo. Not this one. This one will never have a tattoo. I'd, I'd be surprised. You're pure, right? God loves. We're having communion. You can examine your own heart before we do. We're so quick to judge people. How they talk. How they act. Who they're with. Where they go. And, you know, a lot of times I I can find myself even getting judgmental and critical of of people. And, And we need to remind ourselves... God, the Father, sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for that individual. God loves sinners, and God is not condemning them. Luke 15, verse 1, it says concerning Jesus, This man receives sinners and eats with them. Amen? That's what they talked about. The scuttlebutt about the Lord Jesus Christ is that that He He ate dinner with sinners. And I've said this, and I'll say it again. If you don't have friends that are sinners, shame on you. Because your light should so shine in their life that it should make a difference. And they should want to know what you have. Luke 7, verse 34, it says, Jesus was a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Jesus then, number three, came to seek and to save. In Luke 19, verse 10, and it says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Say, seek and save. Now, seek means, it it means this, a search so intense that it could be likened to an investigation for something, like CSI or, or some, you know, special law enforcement organization, going after somebody, investigating them. That's the way, you know, we should seek after. We should seek after an opportunity to to share Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what, this preacher doesn't, when I meet people, and I'm proud to say I have friends that are sinners, but I don't force Jesus on them. You can't, you can try to force you know, religion and Jesus Christ on people. Don't do that. Just build a relationship with them. Then the day's going to come, they're going to knock on their door. When they're in a, uh, a circumstance or and they're having problems, they're going to want to talk to you. And that's when you're going to have an open door. So Jesus came to seek and to say, why else did Jesus come? He came to it says, and for this purpose, in 1 John 3, verse 8, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Destroy means the untying of the thongs of a shoe or a sandal. It means to loosen or unravel, 
For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might untie people from all the works of the devil, unraveling Satan's hold on them until the devil's works in people's lives are utterly destroyed and his hostages are set free. See, this all describes the mission and the purpose of Jesus Christ. And finally, he came to serve and to give. Matthew 20, 28 says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. All these characteristics of the Lord Jesus Christ should apply to us. Amen? Now, look at Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. This is communion Sunday, and we're supposed to, as we go into this coming week, remember the Lord Jesus Christ, all that he accomplished for us. Amen? And and we need to remember, and this is what Ephesians chapter 1 helps us remember. It says, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Is that past tense? who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Say, I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before him in in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Aren't you glad you're accepted? If you don't think certain people accept you, I want you to know God the Father has accepted you because of his Son. In him we have redemption through his blood. And that's what we're remembering today. We have redemption. Why? Through the blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So we need to remember that, don't we? We need to remember what, you know, communion represents we remember redemption we remember our salvation we remember healing we remember deliverance we remember that we have an abundant provision through Christ Jesus now look at John 14 it's a little bit different this morning and and you're you're going to hear a little bit different right now because we we usually look at communion and we, we think we look back don't we I just told you some of the things that we look back to remember what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us, you know, through his death, burial, and resurrection. In John chapter 14, it says this in verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will what? I will what? Come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus Christ is coming again. And you can look, turn the TV on and listen to the news and and realize that we are living in the last of the last of the last days. Amen. 
All right, now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, our chapter on receiving communion. Remember this morning we're talking about God's purpose and people. Verse 11, I want you to look at verse 26. Is Jesus Christ coming again? What tense is that? Future. It says in 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you what? You what? You proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Now, the Living Bible, I got this translation. It says, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are retelling the message of the Lord's death that he's died for you, do this until he comes again. There's more to communion than just remembering all that Jesus Christ did for you through his death, burial, and resurrection. You and I are to proclaim Jesus' death until he returns. Or in other words, you and I, in the days ahead till he comes again, we are to proclaim or tell about The message of salvation. So today, yes, we're receiving communion and we're remembering the Lord Jesus Christ. And as Christians, we need to do that. But I'm telling you today that in in the, the time that we have left on this earth, who knows? Amen? We're to spend our time retelling the message of salvation. We're to spend our time building relationships with people at work, our neighbors. Amen? Building relationships with people that maybe don't know Jesus Christ. So then when we get our foot in the door, amen? I just was sitting with a man this week who's diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Catholic. And most Catholics don't know the story of Jesus. They, they, he's still on the cross. And I, this is my second visit. Last year I, I visited and the family asked me to visit him again. And, and I began to talk and I listened to him for a half an hour. Then I began to, you know, do a little evangelizing. And the minute I start, I said, you know, it doesn't make any difference if you're a Catholic. If you come to Harvest Church, wherever you go, the important thing is relationship with Jesus Christ, knowing Jesus. And the minute I said that, he got up off the couch and pulled me into the other room and changed the subject. But you know what? Every time I, you, you just plant seed. You plant seed. And, you know, I've, I've built and fostered that relationship for years. And you, you need to stop thinking. Maybe you've got a neighbor that isn't born again. Maybe you work with somebody that's a puke. But if you'll just bite your tongue and keep your mouth shut, that, you know, sometimes you don't need to say anything. Sometimes you just need to keep your mouth shut. 
and, and build a relationship. And then there will be a moment and a time that they're going to say something that the door will be open and you can present and retell the message that Jesus Christ died on a cross and he's coming again. Don't beat yourself up. You say, well, I'm not a preacher. You don't need to be a preacher. But you need to do what God's called you to do. Amen? Mark 16, 15 says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And sometimes they act like creatures. But you've got to do it anyway. You say, world, I'm not called to be a missionary, am Maybe not, but you have a world where you're living, where you work. You and I have a circle of influence every day with people that we come in contact with that we can build relationship. Amen? The Bible says, look at 2 Corinthians. Look over at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. See, I want to remember the Lord Jesus today, but I, I also want you to remember that it's your responsibility and my responsibility to retell the message, to proclaim his death till he comes. In 2 Corinthians 5.18, it says, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation. What's that mean? You have a ministry of, of reconciliation. Telling people about their sins and that they're going to go to hell. Is that it? No, there's only one sin that keeps you out of heaven, and that's rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ. That God was in Christ, this is our message, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing or holding their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are what? ambassadors for Christ. Sam, I'm an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, he says, I must, and Luke 2 said, I must be about my father's business. Harvest Church, it's time. We are about the father's business. What is the father's business? His purpose is people. He loves people. He wants to see him come into the kingdom of God through accepting his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus knew what he was called to do. Do you? John 20, 21, as the father has sent me, the Lord Jesus said to his disciples, I also send you. Today, it's real easy to get sidetracked. Today, it's really easy to get distracted by technology. No amens to that. It's real easy to be distracted, and we need to be about the Father's business. And I'll I'll be honest with you, and I heard something, and it's been a while back, and and I've I've been concerned about this the last few years because I haven't seen... Uh, uh, really the manifestation again of the office of the evangelist. In the early years, evangelists were, 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 were on the earth proclaiming, and they're still evangelists, but it's like the, the church has stepped back 
and not been evangelizing. And I, I, I want to see a, a, a true evangelist. I want to have a true evangelist. You know, some teachers call themselves evangelists and they're just teachers. Yeah, they love to see people get saved. But I want to see a true evangelist. I want to see and experience what accompanies the, the gifts of the evangelist. Healing. Healing. Oral Roberts. Was he an evangelist? Yes, he was. And great, miraculous healings. I really believe, and I heard this, it's been a while back, that we're going to see the resurgence again of the office of the evangelist. I'm waiting. I've been wanting that office, that gift again. Years ago, we had a gal named Joan Souza. Some of you don't even remember, but she she operated in that office, and I'm believing we're going to see the evangelist again. But you know, we need to be about our father's business. We need to go around evangelizing, building relationship with people. As believers, we can enjoy the benefits of communion. We enjoy the benefits of salvation. We enjoy healing. We enjoy deliverance. And prosperity, but this morning I want to focus and I want you to focus on developing and renewing your mind to the fact that you and I need to reach people. That's simple. Reach people. Here's some scriptures. I'll read these scriptures and then we'll get ready here for communion. I've read some of them, but I want to I want I want them to sink into your heart today. Yes, I want you to remember Jesus. Yes, I want you to be thankful for your redemption. I want you to be thankful for the precious blood that he shed for you. I want you to be thankful that you're born again, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I want you to to be thankful for how he's provided for you and your family and been faithful to you all these years. He's been faithful to this church. Do you know how many churches and ministers that I've been in relationship that are no longer ministers? Churches no more. I'm thankful. We need to be thankful. But I want you to, to, to look forward now in the days ahead. And I want you to, you know, spend time with God and, and ask God the Father, Lord, set me up. Give me an opportunity to build relationship with the sinner so I can retell the message of how Jesus Christ died for you and how he loves you. That's what it's all about, in a nutshell. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ through God. As as God was pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light so shine before man that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your what shine? Remember that song, Let your, This Little Light of Mine? I don't even think some people and Christians, it's little. But we need to let our light shine. You know, the sad thing is, today, a lot of sinners couldn't tell the difference between a true believer and a sinner. 
Think about that. Philippians 2.14 says that you may become, Paul said, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. John 20, verse 21, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. Luke 2, 49, I must be about my Father's business. Our purpose at Harvest Church is retelling the message of the Lord's death till he comes. Amen? Look at first 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 again. So what's it all about today? It's about remembering Jesus, past, present, but it's also remembering the Lord Jesus Christ in the future. And everyone here, and you can say, it's not my responsibility, but I'm going to tell you it is your responsibility. Every family here today has a responsibility to build relationship with sinners and tell them about salvation.